0: On, it's downtown. It's on my car. Did you pay insurance? No, it's a rental. There's 15 fights going on. Holy tomorrow.
1: Um, They are good. Certainly got the game by the By the what? Go on, finish it.
0: Hello and welcome to Raw Live, where your opinion matters. Whether you're watching on Facebook, Raw TV, or listening to the podcast on iTunes, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Queensland won again, because of course they did, because they always do, because God forbid, Conks, that as New South Welshmen we have even a fleeting sliver of joy for more than a few weeks. But they say laughter is the best medicine. So we've got raw funny man and the finest purveyor of fake news in the world, Dane Eldridge on the line. Dane, how are you coping with the loss?
1: Uh, Not very well, actually. Very salty. Uh, It's been a long day, uh, but good to chat to you guys. Hopefully you can work
0: through our, our feelings together, sort of be like a therapy session. Yes, I'm treating this as a red
1: couch, so go easy. <laughs> How about you, Conks?
2: Oh, uh, just uh, takes me back to 1994, Mark mm. Coin, all over again, really. It just uh, <laughs> never changes with Origin.
0: No, no. it's a very deja blue, Conks. <laughs> That's what I said the headline will be last week. I'm correct. Um, all right, we're going to talk. Let's go straight into, actually, Joey Johnson's comments, because... That's really been the talk of the town. Straight after the game, he was absolutely fuming. If you thought as a New South Welshman that you were furious after the game, wait till you see Joey Johns. He absolutely went on a tirade after the Blues capitulation. He said it was the dumbest half of football he's ever seen New South Wales play. We're talking about Rugby League and we're talking about the New South Wales Blues. So that's a pretty huge call to make. Um, Conks, what were your impressions of that second half? The dumbest you've ever seen? Uh,
2: I didn't think it was too dumb until the fifty-seventh minute. Uh, so let's call it the dumbest half-half. If that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. So the the second half of the second half was the dumbest half. The dumbest but dumbest half. Half-half. Uh, half-half. Yeah. But let's look. Like, they they played okay until um, I think Mitchell Pearce did a great kick uh, and forced a dropout, um, and then all of a sudden. Jared Hayne does a flick pass on the third tackle when they had all the pressure on Queensland. And that to me, it just, you know, flicked the pass out of of, of bounds. And then it was just from there, that's where it all unraveled for mine. And uh, yeah, they just did some stupid things.
0: Do you think they stopped playing like the commentators are saying? They just sort of cue in the rack sort of deal?
2: Yeah, you you sort of had that sense that it was, they did feel like the job was done. Uh, They had all that momentum and then... I don't know about Joey's comments about running at uh, Jonathan Thurston because he sort of went to the wing a bit more. So if you're going to run at him, you're running to the wing. I'm not sure whether that was the (laughs) smartest thing to do. But um, yeah, I mean, Joey did make some good points though. Uh, They could have targeted him a bit more when he was in the middle. But I'm not sure it would have made a difference.
0: How about you, Dane? Dumbest half of uh, rugby league by the Blues you've ever seen? Or have you seen more dumb?
1: No, there's there's a, a very wide range to choose from, but I, I think I've got to disagree with Joey here. I mean, uh, you know, sure, Jonathan Thurston was um, he was right for the take, taking. He was uh, wrapped in so much tape, he looked like he belonged in a headphones box. But um, you know, you can't you can't say that because we didn't trample him that it was a, a dumb half of football. Uh, I think at the end the Blues just looked gassed. I think it was a big week at the casino for them, and I think it told in the end. Have you seen Have you seen worse halves of football, Dane? I certainly have. I think if you're talking about the dumbest halves uh, in New South Wales history, there's two. I've narrowed it down to. Uh, it was either the last half of the noughties or the first half of the 2010s. They were pretty bad halves. <laughs> pretty um, bad halves. <laughs> it, one of the one of the worst theories that I remember, and it goes unspoken because it's um, so shameful, was uh, in 2010. Under the coaching of Craig Bellamy, we had two games in Sydney. We lost three 0 and we had uh, our captain Kurt Gidley on the bench. So uh, yeah, not a great year. So yeah, like yeah, well, yesterday was bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a uh, a 2010 job, but I guess uh, we've still got game three. We can uh, maybe make it up. Do you reckon if we brought back the mighty Kurt Gidley, that we'd have a chance? No.
0: Uh, <laughs> <definitely not. laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What about you, Reeds? I mean, yeah. what, uh, what was your take on it?
0: Well, that, we're talking half-halves. The first half-half of... Second half-half <laughs> that Queensland had, that back end of the first half, Queensland was starting to unravel. They were, you know, first it was kicking out of full. Conk was make, Cronk sorry, was always making these bizarre sort of fifth tackle, sixth tackle options. And they were just, you know, saying, New, Z- New South Wales, you, you know, this is, this is really how you play terribly. And New South Wales said, oh, let's take a leaf out of that book and then try to... R- 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 replicate that in the second half of the second half. And it was just completely unraveled. And I, I don't really know where, you've sort of pinpointed in a moment where it went wrong. Um, but for me, it was a slow burn that it looked, they started just to, to put the cue in the rack. They started to you know, play it safe, not take any risks. And then on top of that, do really stupid things, drop the ball, ridiculous passes, and we didn't stand a chance. And it was all just very familiar and all just very, very quintessential in New South Wales. A lot was made of that penalty
2: or the non-penalty on Jared Hayne with the block uh, that, that then led to a Queensland try in the next play. But if you look back on that vision, uh, three tackles were missed in a row on that play that they scored a try. <laughs> So, I mean, you can't really blame the penalty, uh, a non-penalty that might have been a penalty for that because that was this terrible defence following, f- following that point.
0: Speaking of not blaming stuff, Conks, I want to blame some stuff <laughs> because it's a soothing sort of therapeutic experience. Dane, if you were to point the finger at one factor, it can be a person, it can be the weather, it can be whoever you want, who are you putting the New South Wales Blues loss down to?
1: Well, you know, guys, it's not like me to single out individuals, especially um, last night, as it was collectively abominable. So, but if you if you put me on the spot, I'd have to say, and I hate to say it, Jared Hain, Uh, You know, just a, just a few weeks ago, he was the game one hero, and um, the most unpalatable origin story he had for us was his halftime chundering. But he's uh, well, he's well and truly topped that last night. He had a, a, a fairly solid first half, but then he just went into showboating overdrive uh, with his dodgy uh, no look flick pass, and when he went for glory in the corner when he should have uh, put Brett Morris away, and you know it was so about I thought he was going to launch into the crowd Jesus-like to celebrate a knock-on at one stage. <laughs> he was in such bad form. But I mean, we've also got to give a special mention to the referees. It wouldn't be uh, Origin without giving them a mention. And considering that the seven stages of Origin depression, three of those stages are ref bashing, so we might as well give them. <laughs> Give those a quick mention. I mean, look, I'm not here to say they cost the game. They were pretty consistent. Their poor adjudication was spread evenly across both teams. But, um, you know, strip penalties, forward passes, blockers... And the one thing I do ask is that we get Dane Gagai's boot sent down to Forensics uh, <laughs> to be dusted for trade sideline uh, because you know what, I'm pretty sure that was touching chalk and remember there only needs to be a speck of chalk on that boot and we're Origin champions.
0: Absolutely. And that was an infuriating thing about that call is that firstly they went to this shot and it was just clear as day that you've got this perfect shot of, um, of Holmes's foot right near the sideline and then just three seconds the guy in the bunker goes up. Ah, Ah, sorry, inconclusive. Um, It's like, look for longer. (laughs) No more angles required. Zoom in, dude. What are you doing? It's just like, there's a completely clear, uninterrupted shot. And they just dismiss it. And it looks as though his foot was clearly touching the line.
2: But in American football, like uh, this technology, they spend all this money in the bunker. And then you look at American football and they've got the, where they zoom in and they maintain that HD quality the whole time. Yeah. I, I just... Where is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, They've spent all the on.
0: money decking out the interior of the bunker with massage chairs and stuff like so this. You never got money for the <laughs> HQ cameras. Yeah, and we've got you all these. What, guys? It was...
1: The, the, the bunker check in that was reminded me of me going through my wedding photos. <laughs> you know, we know it's going to be three hours, so you just pick the first one you see. <laughs> so they, they've, they've just gone, look, that one will do. It's no try. But look, you know, it was it was very tight. It was like Jared Haynes' um, uh, foot on the line in his debut. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it went against us and, you know, while I'm not salty about it, probably did cost us the game.
0: <laughs> um, did, um, there were a few other, you know, like you said, Dane, it wasn't just all one way, the, the bad decisions. There was that uh, Billy Slater was clearly a on <laughs> one um, on a kick chase right near our goal line. There was also a new Queensland tactic, which I quite enjoyed, where they were just sort of two players. As one player goes to catch a ball in the air, they just merge and create some sort of Wall, and then they didn't get called for a toss. They did it once for Dugan jumping for the ball. Another one, Haynes about to leap for the ball, and two players just block in front of this. Call like an AFL-style shepherd with two people. It was new; I've never yeah, seen it before. It didn't it's get a real ball. blight
1: on the game. The blockers. It's a real blight on the game. The blockers, I reckon. But uh, look, they did it. Like you said, it was uh, it was beautifully choreographed. They, they jumped. Yeah, they just sort of nudged across, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll give them uh, I'll give them credit for that. Queensland are good at the dark arts. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was in the a penalty count of six to four in Queensland's favour, though. So we've got to remember it wasn't like it was a 12-4. You know, the rest were definitely on Queensland's side, kind of forcing a game three conspiracy
0: theory. I mean, sure, Conk, if you look at stats and <laughs> figures and numbers, you're going to come up with these theories that support, this evidence that support your theory, isn't it? I'm not about to be doing that. Um, <laughs> Dan, your article today, I was titled, Thanks Queensland, Now I Can Never Believe Again uh, on the theraw.com.au. Do you kind of want to talk us through the unique and soul-crushing
1: experiences of being a New South Wales supporter? Uh, I certainly do. Look, being a, being a New South Welshman absolutely sucks. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that we've got stamp duty and crap nightlife, but we have to put up with Origin every year. It's just getting... It is getting beyond a joke. I mean, look, this might sound a touch negative, but Origin is the worst thing to happen to this state, and, and it should have been banned along with greyhound racing. I mean, it's absolute torture every year. I mean all we've really mastered I mean there are some positives I mean we our team is um really good at unfairly raising expectations uh and they can close out a clutch game provided it only goes for 60 minutes <laughs> just a small condition um, which I was thinking of uh, but look like, like, like you touched on before the second half especially last night the inevitability of defeat it just felt so familiar just washing back over over me again and uh, and then just to hear, um, uh, you know, feel the routine again of Paul Vaughton champing us uh, in the post-match. It was like, uh, just like a pair of old slippers, really. So um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah look, th- this series is probably gone. And let's be honest, the next 10 or 15 are probably gone as well. Because, you know, Cameron Smith and Billy Slater, they're, what, 45 oh, wow. years old now. Their kids are to be nearly ready to, to debut. So, <laughs> it's not looking.
0: <laughs> That's it. It, it is, I've always sort of likened it a bit to it. it's- when you're in like a self-destructive relationship and you you keep going back to that person and think, oh no, they've changed, they're gonna be better this time. You know, and you allow yourself to dream and hope, but every single time they screw you over and you both know that you're gonna come back and do the exact same thing again next year.
2: Yeah, 16-6 at halftime. And then I saw a stat, I'm not sure if it's true, but we'll say it's true, that was um, (laughs) the uh, only one team has come back from 10 points or more since, and that was, Queensland in 1981. Right. So they yeah, did it yeah. again. They did it again last night. Well, uh, that's
1: that's that's positive. We brought, we um we we're a record-breaking team, the Blues. I mean, <laughs> uh, we, Yeah, yeah, that's right. We need to look for the positives, guys. We're we're really uh we're picking through the rubble here, and it's it's lean times. So I think we've just got to lower lower our standards a bit. I uh, put out to um the raw community. I said,
0: Blues fans, tell us what's the worst thing about being a Blues fan is, and we had some great responses. Uh, that I thought I might go through here with you two boys. Uh, firstly, Jono has said, uh, listening to Feel Good's commentary and being told each year that this year will be different. Art Vanderlei has said, having to come up with yet another excuse for losing, although recycling the old, we was robbed is very fun. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Thomas has, I think, nailed the, you know, the really unique quintessential New South Wales experience he said I hate that they actually get close enough to give you hope and only then to crush you I wish they would just get smashed by 30 so we don't have to whinge about the refs or anything else and Dog's Body has said a similar line hope I can live with the disappointment I can handle the despair it's the hope that I can't can't stand and that's every it's just that little bit every year you think there's a little bit of hope we're gonna get better and every year they crush you and it's the same sort of familiar feeling in your gut Wild Eagle has said, I uh, can't stand all the banjo plucking from the banana vendors after they win a game of footy. Um, <laughs> and Rob Gray on Facebook has said, it's okay guys, Port Gullens
1: ready to save New South Wales. Um, oh so my God. I, yeah, yeah, I did read that today. That's, um, that's a very radical move and I think that could have been made after maybe 10 or 12 Tui's news, maybe <laughs> last night. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope that's just a little bit of uh, fake mail
0: and we put out um, to the live vote We said uh, did the referees do a good job in State of origin game two and wow surprise surprise guys uh, the people have said that they don't think the referees did a great job last month, which is Really staggering. I thought everyone would be on board with that yeah. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm deeply shocked by that result <laughs> Well, Dane, I think that might do us for today. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate having you
1: on. Thanks, guys. I really love it. And, um, yeah, look forward to the next time. Cheers, Dane. While well, I've got you here, just quickly, Dane, game three prediction? Uh, game three prediction, MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, I can't. I, I honestly, I, I can't see New South Wales. Um, I mean, it would be monumental for them to go up there and probably even be competitive let's be honest uh we'll go through the usual stuff um someone will be uh on their deathbed in the queensland origin camp resurrect before kick off and uh miraculously beat the evil enemy from the south so look uh you know what they say uh you just got to uh hope for the best and expect the worst that's that's beautiful day what a great way to end Conks, thank you so much
0: for coming on. Thank Bring you. <laughs> I think we're going to win, for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, I'll say we'll win because I've got the other two predictions wrong. So uh, why not dream the impossible We and can get
0: our hopes dashed again? Yeah, we can't whinge about crushing hope and then just <laughs> abandon the ship. Uh, but guys, head over to theraw.com.au. <laughs> We've got some great analysis, some great reads from Dane, a uh, whole bunch of other great writers wrapping up a... Oh, I guess it was a great game too, wasn't it? Objectively, and also have outstanding coverage for Game 3 again. Thank you so much for coming on guys. Thank you for getting involved, everyone with your great comments on
1: Facebook, on The Raw. Check us out, we'll see you next week.